Praise the Lord from Pastor Strader at Lighthouse Church. Thanks for connecting with us through our podcast. Our prayer is that it's a blessing to you as we try to reach, equip, and mobilize Jesus' name disciples in Apache Junction, Arizona, and the surrounding region. Enjoy today's podcast and come back often. God bless you. We love you. Second Chronicles, I said I wouldn't leave you standing for very long, and I, I, I'll try my best to, to do that right now. If my people, Second Chronicles 7, chapter 7 to 14, I didn't give you that. I expect you to know it, I guess. Amen. Second Chronicles 7 and 14. This is one of the most important parts of everything I'll say. In fact, I'll say it is the most important part. Because the word is, is what we lean on. If my people... If you've been in church any long any time at all, you could probably quote it. Which are called by my name shall humble themselves. You start to give some instructions. If they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Man, what a great promise. But what great responsibility. Amen. I, I want to read, you can turn there if you want, or you can just look at the screens quickly. Psalms 105 and verse 4. It's a quick verse, but I want you to make sure you hear it. Seek the Lord. Everybody say, seek the Lord. And his strength. But more above all things, seek his faiths evermore seek his face evermore i didn't really know what to title this but i'm going to speak a little bit about what are you seeking amen you may be seated god bless you oh i saw that picture in canva when i went to create it and and i thought you know that'd be good so she just read my mind amen she often does Amen. When you are uh, looking for someone's help, you are really seeking their assistance. You're, you're saying, hey, have you ever called someone and said, hey, can you give me a hand? Can you give me a hand? I've made that phone call a few times. And many of you in this church know that phone call or that text. Hey, I need a hand. Uh, if I could, if I had a dollar for every time I text somebody in this church and said, "Hey, I need this or I need help," uh, we'd be we'd be buying a new church today, Amen. And thank God, just real quick, thank God for over was it twenty six thousand so far, sister? That's been turned in for our building fund, and man, God is doing great things. And I, some additional pledges came in, and man, it, it was it blew my mind because we were over a hundred thousand dollars pledged uh, in this building fund. It's incredible, and so I know now we're just leaning on the Lord to provide that, and He will, praise God. But when we are seeking uh, someone's help, we are seeking for their assistance. We're needing a hand. You you need their service. You want that person to do something for you so that you can rectify a problem or get out of a mess. And, and uh, if anybody's ever had a flat tire, some people would call AAA. 
I remember uh, driving, uh, leaving the church with my camper. I can't remember where we were going camp or, or maybe I was going camping. I don't know. And I uh, got down the road and, and the tire blew on my camper and I pulled alongside the road and I thought, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? So I, I called. He would, I had just left Brother Cromwell's house. So he was about a mile down. I said, hey, I, my tire's gone flat on my camper. It's blue. I said, I don't know what to do. He said, well, change it. <laughs> Blew my mind. <laughs> of course, I'm going to change it. <laughs> but some people, they, they have that, that, that service, AAA, that will come and lend you a hand and give you a gallon of gas or fix your tire and change it. When you go to the deli at the supermarket, you ask the butcher for certain cuts of meat and he lends you a hand and, and cuts that for you and, and gives you a service that you've asked for. And whenever you've, you have a toothache, you go to the dentist and you say, hey, I need your help. You need your hand here fixing this toothache. One of the most greatest pains in my, that I've ever felt is a toothache. Amen. But each time you are seeking the service that that person has to offer him, you are seeking Seeking the hand that they can provide, you're not seeking the person's character. I can't remember the last time I went to a dentist and said, I want to know a little bit about you before you fix this, this pain in my, my mouth. No, I, I, I don't typically do that. I, I try to find a credible place that, that knows what they're doing. And, and when I walk in, I kind of look around. This, this kind of feels like a right place. But when I see the, the dentist and he says, hey, Mr. Strader, how are you doing? I don't say, uh, I want to know a little bit about you. Well, if you've ever had a toothache, I'm going to tell you what. I had a toothache, and I promise you, I about died. And my wife says my pain threshold is, is, is minimal. So I was dying. And I'm telling you, it hurt so bad. And then, uh, then they sent me to another practice, and I had to drive over, and I had my daughter with me. And, and she, was, she was telling me to suck it up and, and be a man. And, <laughs> and uh, man, it hurt so bad. But when I got to the other dentist, even though I had been through a rough situation before, uh, I didn't go in and, and try to understand his character or who he was. When I got there, I asked him, can you fix it? I, 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 that's all I wanted to know. Listen, that other dentist, he could not do it. They, were, they worked on me for three hours. They gave me like 10 shots and it still hurts. Uh, can you fix this? He said, absolutely. I said, well, let's get the show on the road. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I'm not seeking after his character. When I leave, I'm not seeking after him to go with me. Things are taken care of. Things have been fixed. And so when you're seeking what they can provide, we seek what they can solve, and we seek what they can fix. And so oftentimes, we get this mentality with the things of God. So many times, we approach God the same way we would approach a dentist or a doctor. Fix it. Take care of it. My, my tire's flat. Take care of it. We, we treat God so many times like a Santa Claus. Well, somebody's going to preach with me this morning. I know it's a Sunday morning, but I've come to preach today. So wake up and let's get with it today. I've come to tell you, he is not Santa Claus. I said, he is not Santa Claus. I realize that we have some needs. I realize that there are many needs represented in this place today. But so many times we are conditioned to treat God as a handout. So many times we are conditioned to be, we, we seek after God's hand. 
Give me your hand. Give me your blessing. Give me direction for my life. Give me a, I want to hear a thundering voice from heaven on what to do. Now, I, I, I realize that many, many of you maybe have heard the thundering voice of God, but I have never heard the thundering voice of God. I've heard the voice of God in my spirit, but I mean the heavens have not split aside and said, this is God speaking. Go take that job and make money. Never. He never spoke to me and said, you will preach the word of God to thousands of people. No. Now, could he? 100%. And he has, and he does to some. But he's just never done it to me. I'm not as spiritual enough, I guess. But God, a lot of times when he speaks with me, it's in prayer, and it's that small, still voice. Amen. That I feel. And when I feel that voice, I know it's his voice. You can't convince me otherwise. That is the voice of God. But let me tell you that when we will, when we just seek after his hand and what he can do for us, we completely forfeit a relationship. God, give me. God, show me a sign. Oh, we're intoxicated with signs. God, give me a sign. God, send that preacher to come lay their hands on my head and talk to me in the ear and speak into my life. And oh, God, give me a word from that preacher today. I tell you what kind of word I got for you. I am that I am. His word is enough. I said his word is enough. The word that we need to hear today is seek the face of God, not only the hand of God. God's not interested in handouts. He's not interested in one night stands. But he wants a relationship that says, hey, I want to seek your face. I want to know you, God. I want to see you, God. I want you before I want that service or that gift or that sign or that word. Oh, I've been guilty. God, just give me a word. Oh, God, just give me direction. Oh, God, just let me hear your voice. Oh, God, just do this. Just do that. And all the while, God's looking down. He's saying, will you not seek the face of God more than the hand of God? Oh, I know we're conditioned for it. And I, I realize where some of this comes from with, the, with, our, with Christianity. We see in Matthew 7, it says to ask. And that it shall be given. It does say to seek. And you shall find. It does say to knock. And it shall be opened to you. And this verse is likely familiar to most. As it has found its way into bookmarks. It's found its way into wall hangings and pictures. It, it's found its way into prayer journals. It's, it's found its way. Uh, on, on, we wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror and it says Seek and you shall find. Ask and it will be. Oh, that's right there. Oh, four, four. Man, we, we open up our phone and we open up that Bible app and that's the verse of the day. Ah, if I just ask, God will give it. What about seeking his face? What about seeking his presence? What about saying, God, before you bless me, let me bless you. By the way, I'm already breathing, so I've already been blessed. My eyes popped open this morning, and so I'm already blessed. If God doesn't bless me ever again, I'm still blessed. If 
If God never heals me again, he's still a healer. If God never provides for me again, he's still a provider. If he never delivers me again, he's still a deliverer. I got a few that believe it, but I've come to tell you, when you will seek the face of God, instead of the handout that you desire, you will connect in the spirit with God. Oh, it is a promise. That word of God that we read, that is truth. Ask and seek and knock. But friend of mine, there's a whole lot of seeking the face of God before you approach the door. Oh, so many people think there's shortcuts. I can just kind of hop over. I can kind of avoid the seeking of the face of God. And I just want to get to the door. I, I just want to get to the blessing. I just want to get to the victory. And God all the while is standing back. You're seeking that. But I desire that you seek me. Oh, you seek a sign. You, you want to seek what I can do instead of who I am. Oh, God, forgive me of that spirit because I've had it before. Forgive my spirit that seeks after a handout before I seek after the face of God. Let me tell you today, he's worthy to be praised if he gives it to you or if he says no to you. I said he's worthy to be magnified whether he blesses you with that finances or whether he doesn't bless you. He's still good. He's still worthy. He's still faithful. He's still righteous and he is holy. Oh, I know the scripture, but we got to pause and consider our asking and our seeking. What is it that you find yourself desiring? When we seek something, we are searching it out. Let me find it. So many times we get so lost, lost, trying to seek after the next big miracle. And I believe in miracles. My word, we've seen miracles around here so often. We see signs, miracles. We want to see more of those things. I mean, you see them in your personal life, in your daily. We see miracles. But listen, it's not about seeing the next big miracle. Oh, headline. You mean it's not about seeing the next, me laying my hands on somebody and man, they receiving the Holy Ghost or it's not all about me laying hands on somebody and they recover or, or this or that. No, no, that's not what it's about. Uh, I want to seek the face of God. If God does, never does another miracle, I still want to seek the face of God. If God never allows me to see another person raised from nearly a deathbed, listen, he's still worthy to be sought after. He's still worthy to be sought after. When we seek something, we desire that. We inquire about it. We ask for that. We are spending time striving after the thing we are seeking and moving towards obtaining it. But I've come to ask you a hard question. This is a hard question to ask. But are you seeking his hand or are you seeking his face? When you approach God, are you approaching him in his, with his hand? Or are you approaching the face of God? The Bible is clear that we must seek the Lord. Amen. 
Isaiah 55 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Hosea 10 and 12, Sow to yourself in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground for it is time. And let me tell you, it is high time that we seek the Lord. It, it didn't say seek after the miracles of God. It didn't say to seek after the handouts of God. It didn't say to seek after the finances of God. I realize that there's all these problems in this room and more. Oh, I realize that there's a lot of issues represented here. I believe every hand could go up and say two or three things that, man, th these are weights in our life. These are issues in our life. But let, let me tell you what the Word of God, it says lay aside every sin and... The weight that's so easily beset. Why? Because I'm not worried about those things. I'm worried about seeking the face of God. Mm, I'm going to get some, I'm going to get real. I realize that not everybody here is rich, wealthy, or well off. But let me tell you, you're here today. I, I, should, I thought I'd have a couple of amens on that last statement. But hey, in Jesus' name, maybe you're just not claiming that. And I, I agree with you. But I'm going to tell you, before we need a next $100 bill, we need a good dose of seeking after the face of God. Oh, oh yes. I said, the more, we, more than we need a pay raise, we need a good dose of conviction that will force us, that will draw us to seeking after the face of God. I realize there's sickness here, but, I, but more than we need the next miracle, more than we need to be able to post that on social media, I'm going to tell you what I would love to be able to post on social media. We were slain in the spirit for hours, seeking the face. Oh, I know that's not, that's not the headline we want to see, but that's what God says. Break up your fallow ground and seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Oh, Deuteronomy says, they that seek you will find. Seek the Lord thy God, and thou shalt find him. If thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul, you better believe God knows when you're seeking him with a half heart. You better believe God sees the intent of your heart. Oh, I, I want to go to the altar, and I want to kneel, and I'm going to seek the face of God. But inside, there's a motive that says, but I want God to take care care of this I want God to take care of that some people again I don't know why I keep saying this people come to God looking for a handout what can you give me God what can you offer me they say you're the God you mm, we better be very careful tempting the Lord thy God oh yeah they say that you own the, the cattle on a thousand hills but I, I don't have any cattle on these hills I don't even have a hill I'm, I'm in the pit somewhere but they say that you own it they, they you, you you give them the job but you give them the raise but you heal them, but you provide for them, but listen, you hear me. I'm telling you from a pure spirit today, more than I want another blessing, more than I want anything. I want to seek the Lord while he may be found. And I want to do it with all of my heart. I want to do it with all of my soul. I want to bring everything to him. 
not asking God, what can you give me? That's why with all these pledges and, and the, the, the finances that I know are being sacrificed, I've heard the stories. I'm going to tell you, one day we're going to be able to write a book, and we're going to be able to write a book of testimony for what God's doing. But you hear me when I say this loud and clear. We seek not after the blessing of God. We seek after the face of God. When I give sacrificially, I don't give with the spirit of, I'm giving so that you may multiply. No, I give, and then it will be given unto me. But I give, whether he's going to give it back to me or not because he's already given it to me once it was his in the some say oh only the 10% is his no sir no ma'am 100% of my money 100% of my strength 100% of my resources it is his it belongs to God And friend, it's only our reasonable service to give a portion of it back. And I don't write a check. I don't give money. I don't don't go to the fireworks stand. I I don't give of me. I don't give of myself with the spirit of I'm doing this so that God will bless my household. I'm going to do this. Man, I serve... There's a spirit out there that's raging in our, in, our, in our world today, in the apostolic Pentecostal church even. There's a spirit that says, I've given everything unto God. Where are the blessings? Well, I'll just put it plainly. You can either have your mansion down here or you can have a mansion up there. Look, Caldwell, I choose the mansion. I choose that mansion. Hey, I may never not have a mansion here. I may never have everything that this flesh wants here. But dear God, crucify this flesh and get my eyes on the prize that's eternal, that's everlasting, that's going to last. Hear me. I may never sit beside a CEO. I may never own a billion dollar company. But if I can walk through the pearly gates of heaven, I'll have done it and I have made it. I got to seek the face of God. That is why I believe that God so, so, so sincerely desires that we seek his face. When we go to heaven, when we get to heaven, man, what a joyous, what a great day that's going to be. I'm going to tell you what, if we can't worship down here, friend, you ain't going to worship up there. Because I'm going to tell you, it's going to be nothing but worship. It's going to be nothing but praise. But hear me, when I get to heaven, I guarantee you the first thing I do, Brother Compton, is not going to be, look at that mansion. Oh, man, look at that building. Look at the splendor. Look at the pearls on the gates. Look at the gold. Oh, man, look at all this. No, no, no. Oh, I can tell you, Brother Caldwell, the first thing I, person I see is not to run to Moses or, or Abraham or, or the great prophets, but I'm going to tell you like that song says, take me to Jesus. Give me to Jesus. The Bible says that we will receive a crown. We'll receive a crown. 
But I'm going to tell you what the Bible also says. We'll take off the crown and we'll cast it at the feet of... Why are we going to cast it at the... Because I want to seek the face of God. Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, I'll give it to you. Oh... Friend, get your eyes, get your mind off of what you need and all your needs and get your eye on what you really need. (laughs) Let's lift our hands today, would you? I want to seek the face of God. Oh, Luke says, for everyone that asketh, receiveth, receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be open. Acts tells us that he be not far from every one of us. Somebody needs to hear that he's not far from you. I got some people that are just completely not here today. But I'm reaching for you. I come with you with a pure spirit. We need to turn off our devices right now. We need to get focused. We need to seek after the face of God. What you think you need is a big check. But what you need is to seek the face of God. Friend, if you have all the money in the world but lose your soul, what have you profited? Oh, that pastor don't want rich people. I'm not saying that, but I've come to tell you, I'd rather have a church filled of paupers that are ready to go to heaven and seeking after the face of God than to have a billionaire in the congregation that doesn't seek after the face. We want the face, not the hand. Seek after the face, not the hand out. And when we will do that, God will honor his word. You see, David took it to another level. He, he, he knew he read all of these words, this word about seeking after God. But in Psalms 27, that psalmist said, When thou sayest, Seek ye my face with my heart, say unto thee, Thy face, thy face, somebody say, your, Thy face will I seek. He said, Not only do I want to seek after God, but he got a lot more specific, Brother Caldwell, when he said, I seek after the face of God. Oh, there's a reason that David was a man after God's own heart because he did not desire what God could give him, but he desired God for who he was and who he is. He said, I want your face. What does that mean? Seek the face. That means I seek the presence of God. God, more than I need a miracle, I need your presence in my home. God, before I need a blessing, I need your presence in my life. God, before I do anything, I need to seek your face. Psalms 105 he he says it again seek the Lord there's the generality and his strength but then he says seek his face evermore 1st Chronicles 16 11 says seek his face continually Proverbs 7 and 15 therefore came I forth to meet them diligently to seek thy face and I have found thee The face of a person reveals much about his or her character. Some people are really good at reading people. If you're really good at reading people, raise your hand. Pretty good at, pretty good at reading character. 
Some people show their emotion right on their face or on their attitudes, good and bad. It's very hard for a lot of people to hide their, what they feel inside. It's all right. But when you see someone's face, you can't tell if they're angry or mad or upset or happy or glad. But when, you, when they turn around and... How you doing? Yeah, good. Well, all righty. I'll pull one from Brother Caldwell's book. You're a mule-eating briars. That's what you look like. Or, hey, how you doing? Man, I'm doing great. God is good. Oh, is everything good in your life? Nope, but I'm doing great. Everything, man, you must be, you must have got some good news. Absolutely not. But the good news is that I'm a child of the king. Hey, oh, you must have been blessed this week to be worshiping. No, I was blessed because God woke me up this morning in my right mind. And I want to seek his faith, not because what he gave me, but because I got one more day. I got one more service. I got one more hour to give him the praise. When you seek the face of a person, you see what that whole person represents in that moment. And so in the writers of the Bible, they say, seek the face of God. They're saying literally, seek after the entire person. Seek after the entirety of God. Not just his hand, but seek after his face. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. This is what the world doesn't want to hear and pray. I've heard this even mentioned by a president. I won't even say who because it doesn't matter who it is. But they said this verse right here. Oh, if my people which call by my name will humble themselves and pray. And they left out. Seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. They skipped over that. Maybe it was an accident. I'm not trying to be too critical. But uh, they had the teleprompter. <laughs> Then will I hear from heaven. No, sir, you can't miss over the seeking of the face. And you can't seek after the turning away of the wicked things. Let me tell you, when you seek the face of God, you will turn away from the wicked things. Because you can't follow the spirit of wickedness and seek after the face of God. That's why when somebody has a, a bad spirit or a bad attitude, I question what they're seeking after. What they really need is to seek after the face of God. They've been seeking after a handout. They've been seeking the hand of God. Oh, God, you need to intervene. Oh, God, you need to do this. Oh, God, give me a word. Oh, God, what's my next step? Oh, God, where am I going? Oh, God, where are you sending me? Oh, God, what are you doing? Listen, get your mind off of what God's going to do and get your mind on who he is. We believe in miracle signs and wonders, church. Amen. I said, we believe in those things. If we didn't believe in those things, we wouldn't believe on the word of God. We're not going to be like one of some of those churches that don't see miracle signs and wonders. Friend of God, we've got too much power to have not have miracle signs and wonders. He said, greater things will you do. And they did some pretty great things. So I'm not, listen, we're going to see great things in this church. But I'm going to tell you what, that ought not be our first prayer. God, I want your face. I want your face. 
I want to seek your face. So many times we want to see the hand of God before we want the face of God. The flesh is attracted to signs, but God is attracted to faithfulness. Come to talk to somebody. You've been asking for a sign. You've been asking for a word. You've been asking for some direction. You've been asking God to take care of it. And God's saying, seek my face. Seek my face. Oh, God, show me a sign. I'm going to tell you, there are some people I feel like they wouldn't do anything if they didn't feel it as a sign or a, or a prompting or a nudging. They don't go to the altar until somebody, something in them says, go to the altar. Or some people don't even come to church unless they, 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 they feel this. I got to find a, I got to have a sign. God's calling you to, in ministry. Well, God, give me a sign. Give me confirmation. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is upon you to become witnesses. You don't need any more confirmation than what God has already given you. What we need is a good dose of seeking after the face of God. Oh God, I need a word. No, you need to get in the word. Oh God, I need a sign. No, what you need is to get the sign and say, God, I will seek after you. I'm closing. I'm, I'm almost done. We desire the dramatic. Oh, man, the great. Man, I'm being very animated today. Man, we, we, listen, I'm, when I say we, I mean flesh, because I'm a part of that we. We seek after that word, that, that nudge. God, if you want me to go that direction, just kind of push me. <laughs> I was listening to Brother Jeff Arnold's uh, uh, testimony of how he was brought in, came into the church, and it's on Truth Radio. It's a little app, free app that you should download. You should download it. It's called Truth Radio because it has nothing but great apostolic preaching, teaching, music. It's a great app application on your phone, or I think you can even access it online. But I was listening to Jeff Arnold, and, and uh, he was saying, you know, God has never really vocally or bolsterously spoke to me like some people do. He said, I feel like my relationship with God has just been one brick at a time. God is putting, putting things together, putting the pieces together and correcting me and saying, don't do that. Don't talk like that. Don't go there. Don't say that anymore. Stop acting like that. Stop doing that. I need you to pray more. I need, it's just one piece at a time. But he did say that when he was, and I'll shorten it up because it was about a 15-minute testimony, but I'll shorten it up. He said, as I was laying in bed and I was, and, and man, I was drinking and cursing and smoking. And man, I was just living, living for the world. And, and I, I felt, I woke up because something pushed me. Man, I, I've never had that before. Man, I think sometimes we need to be pushed to the altar. Should not be. I said, that should not be. Be pushed into prayer. That should not be. For a child of God, it absolutely should not. We should be seeking the face. But anyway, he, he was not saved yet. And so he woke up. And he, he woke up and he said, oh man, he, he got scared. He went and checked all the locks of the doors and the windows. And, and he made sure, man, he said, who's in here? And he, he turned to his wife and I can't remember her name. 
They said, what, what, did you need me? She's like, go back to bed, you're drunk. <laughs> he said, I'm not, but he went back to bed. The next night, shook him again. He woke up, said, turned his wife, and she said, go back to sleep. He went around the house, checked everything. Third night, shook him again. Woke up, my God, there's something crazy. And he felt something come into the room, a, a kind of, and I felt that, that wind of the Holy Ghost that he's like, whoo, there it is. It's more than just chills. Oh, it'll give you chill bumps, but it's something in your spirit that begins to bubble up. That's the Holy Ghost. And he didn't know that at the time, but here it is. He, he shook it. His wife said, you go back to bed. You're drunk again. He said, I have never been uh, more alert in my life. Anyways, he woke up the next day, so we got to go to find a church. And so they found a church. Uh, they went to a church there, and, and they went down to the altar. And he said, I, I signed a card that I signed 50 times before, accepting God as my personal Savior. I've become a member. I'm saved now. But he felt no different. He felt no different. He said, he turned to the man. He said, he said congratulations, Mr. Arnold. You're saved. He said, I am? He said, I've got 50 more of those cards in the car. I mean, if this is, is this, is this what it is? Well, his wife, they had moved her to the other side and, and they were telling her she was saved. And she was like, no, but I, I haven't received the Holy Ghost. I haven't spoken in tongues as Acts 2 tells us to, to do, as they did in the Old Testament. And they said, oh, well, we don't, they actually pulled him out of the altar. They said, took him to the back and said, well, you need a Bible study because uh, uh, we don't talk about the Holy Ghost. That happened in Acts 2, but we don't believe that here. She said, well, we got to go find a church that believes that. Because she, was, she knew, knew enough about the truth that she said, we got to go find a church that believes in repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and the Holy Ghost and filling. She said, we got to find it. So they, they found a church, and they went to that church, and, and the service was going. He said, man, these people are, you know, hearing him talk, it was so funny. He said, these people are crazy. Because it was one of those services, man, where power of God was moving, worship, shouting, all these things. Man, it was powerful. And his wife was afraid that she, he would just never want to come back again. But as the preaching went forth, he felt that wind flow through that building. He turned to his wife. He said, you feel that? She said, feel what? He said, I feel exactly what I felt those three nights when it shook me. He said, I think it's Patty is her name. He said, Patty, this is the church that we've got to stay at because this is what I felt that night. I'm telling you, he began to seek the face of God. Oh, he needed deliverance over addiction. He needed deliverance over a lot of things in his life. He was, a, he, in his words, a dirty, rotten scoundrel. He, he was in prison. He was all these things. He was, and he said, I'm still, God's still working on me. And he's still working on, he said, but I, I had to seek the face of God. Listen. Listen, he may not shake you. He doesn't really have to just speak vulgarly to you and, and loudly and, and proclaim. But as a child of God, I'm preaching to you. Hear me. He's saying, will you come unto me that are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest? Why do you want a sign? Why do I have to shake you? Why do I have to stir you? <laughs> Friend, let me tell you, if God has to bring you to his knee, your knees, unfortunately, he will do it. Because bringing you to your knees and 
to your lowest point is better than you being lost. And so I believe as a dad, it would hurt a dad or a mom to see their child hurt or full of sickness and disease or, or see it being, on, being broken on the street. It would hurt a mama or a daddy. It would break your heart. So as much as I believe it breaks our daddy's heart to see us go through things, he says, listen, if I got to send you through that trial, if I got to send you through this, the end goal is that you would seek to fit my face. The end goal is that you would not be lost. The end goal is that you would draw close to me. The end goal is not that you would seek after what I have for you and that you would just seek me for who I am. Let's all stand today. <clears throat> the question is, are we committed to his character or do we seek after only his power? Do we only seek after what he can give, what he can do, what he can fix, what he can solve, or do we seek his presence? Have we come this morning saying, God... What service can you provide to me? Oh, I know we don't say that. But that is our motive. That is what is in our spirit and in our heart so often. God. God, you see my situation. Oh, thank you, Lord. You said to ask. You said to seek. You said to knock. Here I am asking, seeking, and knocking. Yeah, I hear you asking and seeking and knocking. But you're seeking after something that you want or need. And what you really need is me. I wonder if we would twist the, we would, we would apply that scripture. Ask, seek, and knock as if it were the heart of God. God, I want to know you. God, I want to get closer to you. God, I want a greater relationship with you. Not, God, what can you, well, I need this, I need that. Me, 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 me. God, I, 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 I need this, I need that. No, God, you. Give me you. John, uh, Jesus asked John's two disciples a question. He said, he turned to them and he saw them following and saying, he said, what are you seeking? What are you, what seek you? What are you seeking? It's the question I'm asking people here. I'm asking everybody here today. What are you seeking for? You know what the disciples said? They could have said, well, God, we, we heard you fed 5,000 the other day. And man, we want to be a part of something great like that. God, we, we heard that you were raising the dead and Man, we want to be a part of great miracles and signs and wonders. No, that's not what the disciples said. They said, Rabbi, which is to say being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? Other words, Master, where are you staying? Where are you going? Where are you going to be? Because wherever you are, that's where I want to be. Wherever you're going, I got to be there. 
in hindsight, in John 6, we see in verse 24, the people saw Jesus, he wasn't there. And so they took, they came into Capernaum seeking for Jesus, the Bible says at the very end there. You can see it, seeking for Jesus. If you stopped there, you would think, man, surely their heart was right. They were seeking Jesus. I've come to this church service seeking Jesus. Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw miracles, but because you ate. And you seek after loaves. You seek after what I can hand out. You seek after the broken fragments. Your love for God will be tested whether you seek Him or you seek His gifts. Let me tell you, there's a testing in the seeking. There's a testing in the seeking. I wonder if we could close our eyes today. I feel the Holy Ghost ministering right now. So often we're so quick to complain or point fingers or find fault, but we're so slow to take it to God and seek the face of God. Seek the face of God. When you seek the face of God, friend, your attitude changes. Your spirit changes. Your motives change. It's no longer about me. It's no longer about how I feel. And it's about, God, what do you desire? God, I seek after your face, not your hand. Oh, God could bring down a great powerful hand and just solve it right then and there. But God, more than what you can do, I seek after who you are. I seek after who you are. Feed me, entertain me, God. Wow me, show me, speak to me, fix this. Service that. Friend, I know that he's a God that can do all things, but he's seeking after somebody that will put aside the seeking of the hand of God and will say, God, I want to seek your face. Oh, I'm calling somebody to this altar that you'll come to this altar and say, God, forgive me forever for always seeking after your hand but not seeking your face first. The word of God, seek ye first the kingdom. What is he saying? Seek the face of God. No matter what happens, seek the face of God. No matter what report I get, seek the face of God. No matter what comes my way, seek the face of God. God's telling somebody right now, seek my face. Oh, if God would just give me direction, seek my face. Oh, God, if you'll just give me an answer, seek my face. Oh, God, if you'll just let me have the gift of this or that, seek my face. If God would just let me hear a word from the preacher and come to me and tell me, seek my face.
seek my face. Cry unto me. Rejoice and magnify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I'm praying right now that every voice would be lifted up toward heaven. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let the voice of the seeking after the face of God arise in this atmosphere right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> In the name of the Lord.